Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. You know, I've grown up in my lifetime watching the American culture be driven from a morally Christian, fairly united culture where the predominant force, maybe everybody wasn't a believer, maybe everybody who said they went to church didn't really go to church, but the general consensus was that the morality that we had in our society was based on Christian values. And that's because this country was founded mostly by Christian immigrants. And those Christians have spread out across the country. And throughout this time that we've had in the United States, many different divisions have developed within the Christian church. And you can have divisions in the church when the vast majority of people are Christians. You can see the other people as maybe not necessarily opponents, but they're not really on your team. They're another team playing the same game. And you might not unify with them because they're reaching their section of the culture and you're reaching your section of the culture. But in my lifetime, that's changed. And it's rapidly changing to a extremely secular culture where Christianity is going to be in the vast minority. And I bring this up because one thing that I think the American culture faces is a lack of unity among the big C church. And I bring it up because Paul today... He is in Rome. He has made his way there. He is under chain. He's under um, Roman uh, protection. He's in a house and he is serving out a sentence waiting to go see um, Caesar, waiting to make an appeal to Caesar. And in that time, he uses it to try to bring unity to the people of Rome. He tries to bring unity to both the Jews and the Christians in the area. Now, Paul could do anything. He could just sit there and do nothing. But we know Paul well enough, based on all that we read in Acts, that he's going to evangelize. And so he starts just three short days after he arrives in Rome by gathering the Jewish leaders together. And he wants a fresh start with them. He basically says, hey, I'm not here to slander the Jews. I'm here because of political reasons. I'm here because I believe the Messiah came. Let's read what he says in Acts chapter 28 verse 17. Three days after Paul's arrival, he called together the local Jewish leaders. He said to them, brothers, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Roman government, even though I'd done nothing against our people or the customs of our ancestors. The Romans tried me and they wanted to release me because they found no cause for death sentence. But when the Jewish leaders protested the decision, I felt it necessary to appeal to Caesar, even though I had no desire to press charges against my own people. I asked you to come today so we could get acquainted and so I could explain to you that I'm bound with this chain because I believe that the hope of Israel, the Messiah, has already come. And so first he comes to the Jews. Later we'll see that he preaches to the Gentiles too, but first the Jews. And he says, I am a Jew. He calls them brothers. He says, I'm a Jew, brothers. We are together. We are united there's so much more in common. And he, he probably said other things like he said in his defense to the Jews in Jerusalem about his past and his history, his ways of following the Jewish customs. Then he goes on and he says, I really haven't committed a crime. And in fact, the Romans wanted to release me. Essentially, I'm innocent of what they're charging me of. I'm innocent of doing anything against the Jews. And he says, I really don't want to make a countersuit. I want to live at peace with you. 
I only appealed to Caesar because of a political reason, because I needed to be able to uh, not be locked in prison for the rest of my life. I needed to not deal with this um, death sentence that's been hanging over my head. And ultimately, he says, I'm in prison because of the hope of Israel. I'm in prison because you and I believe the same things. We believe that there's a Messiah and that he is coming to rescue us. Now, where we disagree is that you believe the Messiah hasn't come, and I believe that Messiah has come. But I don't want to press charges against you any more than you should want to press charges against me. And so my big idea today is how can we bring unity into the church? What can we do that would ultimately uh, help believers be more unified across the big C church so that we didn't have uh, one denomination over here and one denomination over there? And I want you to ask the question, what is the root basis for your faith? And what are the non-negotiable things that are tied to salvation, salvation issues? And what are things that you could live with that are different? I'll give you an example. Uh, a friend of mine is, uh, he's a pastor at a church and he's moving to another church. And in the context of that, I asked him about, hey, so what are the theological differences? And he said, hey, you know how we baptize people by laying them down? He said, we baptize people forward. And I'm thinking to myself, there's really no significant difference in baptizing someone on their back or on their face. The Bible doesn't specifically say how to do it. Really, it's symbolic of death, burial, and resurrection. And so if you're going to uh, bury somebody on their back or bury someone on their face, it's irrelevant. And that's what I mean by what are the core salvation issues and what might be some things that we could disagree on exactly how they are implemented. I want to ask us to pray. Let's pray. God, you are the God who exists in three persons, and yet you are united. And I pray that same unity would flow among the Big C Church, especially here in the United States. I pray that you would use each one of us to reach to our community, to our community of believers, to other communities of believers, that we would work together to reach our culture with the hope that was the same hope of Israel, the same hope of the Jews, that is the hope of us Christians, is that Jesus came and rescued us. God, I pray for unity among the church, and I pray that would come through each one of us. God, we love you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.